Welcome to the Integration Podcast, your guide to enterprise integration. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Integration Podcast. In this episode, I'll talk a little about some of the challenges that customers are seeing when implementing integration for the future. And I think there's quite a lot of things that are going on that is affecting your integration lifecycle, what's going on. And yeah, so a lot of this has been based on some of the conversations I've had with uh, customers, uh, partners about their view on some of these things. And obviously also some of the solutions on it, how you can actually solve these things. Um, So um, yeah, I haven't really found the best way to do this and consider a lot of times how to do this. But uh, now I'll just create this podcast. I hope you like it and you find it uh, valuable and give some inspiration on some of your challenges, how you can solve them, how what's going on there. Um, so yeah, get to speak with a lot of uh, customers, SAP customers, partners, what, what, how they're seeing the world of integration, what's going on in it and what are their challenges and obviously also doing some development uh, integration on my own and understanding how this all uh, works together. Um, So I think the biggest challenge is obviously the the amount of integration work is not going to be less uh, but going to be more. So initially when I saw that all the SAP cloud integration and the CPI, what you could do there with pre-delivered content, I would have kind of assumed that it would mean that there would be less need for having any integration experience or less integration experience, less work going on. Obviously, those prepackaged contents does help uh, in the, the integration and give you a good place to start for a lot of these integrations. But I still see that there's actually a lot of integration going on in the way of, of doing integration, uh, both both with the pre-delivered content and enhancing it, but also creating new integration that are actually enabling you to to solve the problems that you actually do need. Um, so I think that that's common and it's also something that I see uh, recently that there seems to be a spike in the number of requests that I'm getting as a freelancer on do you want to be on this project or this project or this project and obviously it's really nice to, to be thought after and people think that it would be good to to get me on on some of these projects, uh, but obviously it's it's not possible uh, in a lot of uh, cases because there's o- only so much time. Um, so uh, it will be someone else that have to do that, and I think that is, yeah. So uh, obviously I think there's there's a couple of pointers to this that that makes sense. Um, so one is obviously. Integration uh, cost is expensive, and if you can bring it down in any way, it, it makes a lot of sense. And we have seen a lot of, I guess in the last 20 years, a lot of outsourcing going on because the, the hourly price in Asia is a lot lower than in Europe and US. And 
it makes a lot of sense that you can get uh, to do stuff like that there. Uh, yeah, they have a lot of skilled uh, developers, and the, the more you have together, the easier it is. Uh, but obviously there are some, some drawbacks, some challenges with that. And I think one of the, the biggest questions is actually this thing about how do you actually... Mm, who is actually defining your architecture? Because I, I would say that the closer you can get an architect to be a part of the company and not a part of your uh, service partner or whatever, the, the better. Uh, but obviously it requires that that person has the skill to, to handle that specific platform. And then with the amount of platforms that we have, we have PI, we have CPI, it becomes a lot more challenging actually to, to handle all of these different things and actually understand what's the best approach for it, uh, when do you want to use it uh, compared to a lot of other things. Um, so yeah, that's... A challenge and I think even me I when doing CPI development I, I s still learning a lot of things on it uh, figure out how to do things figure out what's the smart thing I do to do in specific scenario where with the PI I do have a lot of the, the pre-delivered skill or all, all the the concepts and can say okay we can create it in this way or this way um, with CPI, I need to experiment, try it out, and figure out how to actually work uh, in, in most cases. Um, so one of the things I created, uh, the CPI store course, cpicourse.com, uh, just to, to help people understand a little about uh, how to create the first iFlows, what's going on in, in the process, and take them through a step of the architectural process. Because I think a lot of time when doing integration work it becomes yeah the 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 it's easy to just figure out what what you need to do but how do you actually handle it what's what's yeah, the the processes that you need to think about is not really that intuitive in, in CPI so I'm trying to, to break it down and say okay if you have this case this is how you'll do it in this case this is how you're going to do it um, yeah, so so that all causes a, a lot of problems uh, getting people to understand this. Uh, and then you get throw API management in and have to figure out how do we actually handle that into our organization. Um, so as an architect or developer, that is pretty difficult to, to span those three open connectors. Then you suddenly just got another tool that you need to understand where does this fit into to our landscape. And that is just the process-centric. Then we got the data-centric, which is completely new. Um, so I'm not really sure if there is any solutions, just that you must know that there is a lot of extra components going around that you need to figure out how do we actually make this work in the smartest, simple way possible. Then... One of the things that are coming out here in uh, March moment, month, uh, the month of March, uh, as I understand it, would be the, the, the testing tool from SAP uh, that will reside on SP14 of uh, the 7.5 uh, 
system. So I'm, I did see an early prototype of this, and I'm really looking forward to see what this actually would look like in, in the real world, how it will work. And then, obviously, uh, someone that has a competing solution, how customers will see this, if they will see it as... Uh, if that is solving their needs or they need something that takes them this, the extra mile that we hopefully are able to do and give them a lot easier uh, way of, of handling the testing and migration testing. So definitely based on the first uh, experience that, that I saw in with this testing tool, there's definitely some areas where I think we have... Uh, can provide good values for our customers and then we have the full integration that actually enables you to, to, to test your life cycle and ensure that once you have done your um, your changes in, in a message mapping figure out what are actually the interfaces the minimum number of interfaces that you need to test test them and give you the reports uh, all in an integrated environment um, so that will be one of the things that I'm looking forward to see. And obviously there were some of these uh, ideas that SAP had implemented that would make a lot of sense for us to, to consider if we can actually use those. Um, yeah, uh, different settings that you can set and, and getting uh, out the payloads. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to see how this works. Um, and I think this also, correspond a lot to, to what you have with the, the life cycle of your integration. It needs to be a lot faster development um, and you need to be able to, to actually prove that once we make this fix that it doesn't affect as many uh, consumers or products that are going out there because you have tested it as much as possible with the data set that you have. Um, so that is definitely also something that I see. Um, is, is relevant when I guess monitoring is also one of the, the big topics that I often get to, to talk with and we after implementing once in a couple of scenarios in CPI it's also I see it as a little challenging what you can actually do um, there, there are some some ways you can search for, for payloads you can see what's going on but there are some limits on what you can actually do with the C uh, standard CPI and handling it, uh, handling monitoring in a, in a good way. And yeah, I definitely we, we have added some capabilities in the, the FGAF uh, ERT tool that allow you to monitor the CPI. Hopefully this will make it easier for you to run as an organization and actually understand what's going on, who is making changes to these things, and then be able to, to process it in, in that way. Um, in a recent conversation, I also had this thing about when do you actually want to implement a, a project change management or a change management testing regression tool? Because well, does if if you have, for instance, a project where you're doing a S4 upgrade, um, then depending on your scenario, well, if if you have the scenario that you're just 
upgrading the, the system as is and then making some some configuration reusing the existing idocs that you already have created your integration app around then it's it's pretty easy oh probably pretty easy to to do the integration because you already have large percentage of it and you just want to do some some regression testing evaluating if you're sending this order in that you are actually able to process it and also on the way out that once you're doing have made a modification to any of these things that you can actually still create the order send it out via order edi and deliver it to some uh, third-party system via the pi uh, system and that would be a, a fairly interesting uh, approach on how you can actually do this um, but obviously there's uh, I'm not sure if what what's the best approaches. The other approaches, um, and I think that's the recommended to start with a greenfield <clears throat> and consider all your interfaces and how you can actually make them a little easier. But that is also one of the the big challenges that you have because how do you actually ensure that what you have made does work out? Um, and and in that case, obviously, you don't even know the, the source message, what it should be like, or the target if you're sending to, to a SOAP IDOC or SOAP order in, in SAP. And in that case, you need to figure out how that works. But I would still reckon that it would make a good sense that you're building up your test scripts along the way. Uh, so whenever you're making changes, it's fairly easy for you to, to run regression test, migrate to QA and actually validate that everything looks okay in that specific system. So I think I would probably recommend that you do it as, as soon as possible. So the organization is used to working with the tool and are able to, to actually, once you go live, go into hypercare and and I guess it's in the hypercare period that you would have a lot of bug fixes. And in that case, you want to be able to, to deliver changes as fast as possible without having to spend a lot of time about setting up test cases, understanding the full scope of it. Um, and then once you have been in, in a productive state for a period of time, it may be a good idea to, to recreate test cases that actually are more aligned with your productive data um, so you can do the regression testing at that point whenever you're upgrading or making changes to the interface uh, because i think yeah the you would have to do that at, at some point in time otherwise it's a completely strange situation um, the the other one is obviously in in the the delivery part where or if you already are live with, with something, you can still implement it. And I guess that if you're on 7.5 uh, and are using CPI content, I would reckon that you want to upgrade at least twice a year to be able to get the latest uh, support package enhancement that are coming together with the uh, CPI uh, tenant. And in that case, you want to be able to, to run these uh, regression testing as, as fast as possible. Um, so it, it does make a lot of sense that you actually have these um, as a simplified uh, integration. And 
and you can implement it yeah whenever obviously if you are going already on on a system and then are going to to create a full new integration using uh, s4 as the basis you may want to consider it but on the other hand you still have a year or two where you're going to be able to do support on your existing infrastructure um, and minimize the impact of it together with setting up a new scenario a new landscape during the CPI or the the S4 integration. So I think that was uh, most of the the big challenges that that I see uh, but definitely the, the the amount of skilled resources the people that have the experience in CPI is is interesting and then I think that the tooling how do we actually have some tools to actually understand your platform are able to to improve uh, some of that uh, in 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 your flows and I think yeah I definitely recommend that you check out the the FICAFIAT tool to see how that would work in your organization if you already have that or is considering the SAP tool try that out and see if that would solve your need for, for testing migration and uh, running uh, SAP in, in the, the soon smartest way. So, uh, yes, thanks for, for listening to this uh, episode of the Integration Podcast. I'm really looking forward to, to, yeah, if you have any feedback, do drop me an email or, or share this, uh, this podcast. I really do appreciate it. So uh, thanks for listening.